Welcome back to the Art of Photography, everybody. My name is Ted Forbes. Since we're talking a lot about cameras this week, I want to include one more that I got recently. And I was in the market about a month ago for a compact point and shoot camera. And the reason I wanted a point and shoot is because I wanted something that I didn't have to have a camera bag to take around that would still do exceptional quality stills and video. I shoot a lot of video as well, probably as much as I do with stills. And so it was really important to find something in a small form factor that I could use for that that would still deliver a high quality. And so I ended up deciding on the Sony RX100 Mark III. The reason I'm not holding the camera up right now is I'm actually shooting on it right now. So in a second, I'll switch cameras and we'll break it down and I'll show you some more about it. Um, also, most of you know that I'm not a huge camera review guy and I'm not going to sit here and go through charts and stuff with you guys. I just want to give you some practical use. If you're interested in a couple other people who have reviewed this camera, it's been out for about a year now, um, I will put some links in the show notes. Eric Rossi did a really good review that I watched actually before I bought the camera and I think that's a really good one to start with and also the guys over at the camera store TV uh, do a pretty in-depth review of a lot of the features on this camera but I want to show you what worked well for me and why I'm recommending this so come on over and let's break it down and talk about the Sony RX100 Mark III. This is the Sony RX100 Mark III and you can already see I don't have really big hands and this fits really nicely I love how this handles um, what I was looking for was I was looking for a compact camera that would allow me a really tight finite range of control over both still and video I shoot as much video as I do stills. I've got this show that I do and I have other projects as well. And so I wanted a camera that would do both and I didn't think that I would actually find one until I ran across uh, the RX100. It really does both exceptionally well. Uh, a couple quick overview stats on here. It's a 20.1 megapixel sensor and it uses um, for the image processor the Sony Bions X processor which does a pretty good job at noise reduction and shake reduction and all that stuff. Um, I'm very impressed and I'm very happy with this. It does have a fixed lens. Um, if you watch the show I have talked about the Sony NEX line which I've used for a long time now. Um, they have been upgraded to the A6000 series and A5000 series respectively and they're great cameras. They're wonderful. I love the fact that I can change the lens out and use my old SLR lenses on there or whatever I want to use. There's a lot of versatility but as soon as you put one of those lenses on here it's no longer a point and shoot that fits in your pocket. It's a small camera, but it's not compact anymore. Um, the RX100 does feature a Zeiss Vario Sonar lens, and I have no complaints. I've really enjoyed shooting on this. The focal range that it gives you is the equivalent on a 35mm camera to like a 24 to 70, uh, somewhere in there. It's, it's not optimal, but it's pretty good considering what it is. In fact, I think all of the trade-offs that you're going to find with this camera, when you consider it's designed to be a compact, uh, I think it makes sense, and they're really not that big in the end. Um, the actual focal range on here is 8.8 .8 to 25.7, but you know, with the crop factor and all, it ends up being about 24 to 70. Um, the other thing that's nice is the f-stop range on here. Um, at the widest uh, angle on here, it is a 1.8 lens, and as you zoom out to the full full focal range on there, it, it goes down to about 2.8, which is not bad. You can it still lets a lot of light into the lens. You can still operate in most lighting conditions, and you don't have to bump the ISO up. That high. I think it's really wonderful. We'll talk about ISO and all that in a second. Just to walk you through the camera a little bit, uh, you can see on the top it's a pretty simple layout. You have your power button that turns the camera on brings the lens out and you have your shutter button uh, shutter release and then you also have a toggle for the focal length on the lens depending on whether you want to go wide or tight and then you also have this manual dial here that dials in the mode that you're going to shoot in uh, the automatic modes handle wonderfully on here but as i mentioned earlier i got this for the for the manual modes and for really being able to dig down in here one thing i don't think anybody's mentioned about this camera yet uh, which i'm kind of surprised is if you go over to the mr mode here this is memory recall and it allows you to set up three custom configurations 
configurations and store them into memory recall. That's really nice. So if you have one mode that you like for doing video and you have another mode you like for doing stills, or maybe you want to be able to throw, you know, autofocus versus manual focus or something, whatever that is. If you want a different setup for the camera, it allows you to store three locations in here, which is very cool. Um, there's a lot of versatility to this camera. You can also see on here that on the heads up display, as I affectionately call it, there's a lot of little details on this camera. So if you're not used to the Sony system, you might have a little bit of a learning curve. Um, I've used a lot of Sony stuff over the years and it, it, it's still a lot of things in here. When you go into the menu, for instance, um, you have a lot of control over here on various things. And I like that. It might take a little bit of learning curve if you're not familiar with the Sony system. But once you get there, it's very easy to use and it's very easy to dial things in. And I'm really happy with it. And I like that a lot. Um, the buttons on the back, most of them are assignable to different functions. So, you know, those as well as the collar here on the lens. I, for instance, I have this set up right now to be um, exposure value. So if I want to underexpose or overexpose or dial that in, I just twist the ring. You can also set that up for manual focus. In fact, I have it set up so I just touch one button and it does that. If I push the center here, I'm out of exposure valuation and into focus. So it, it toggles between the two. It really is well thought out and very impressive. And so once you kind of set it up the way you want it and the way that makes the most sense to you, you're going to have a very easy time shooting on this and you're going to really like the results you're getting. Uh, also has a built-in flash which is very cool um, not the most high-powered thing in the world but it does get the job done the other thing that's really cool is the LCD screen a lot of people complain just on any digital camera not necessarily this one in, in singled out but on any of these uh, one of the problems that you have here is with glare and glare can be an issue and so one thing that's really nice about the way Sony has set this up is they actually have a little viewfinder as well that pops up and you pull that out and it's smart enough to know when your eyes in front of it and cuts the screen off and toggles between the two you can also set that up if you want to control that yourself very nice the only thing I found about this camera that I think is a little bit of a weird uh, oversight is when I close the viewfinder it turns the camera off and you don't always want that but anyway, that's that's a small oversight that's just a little strange, but it's not the end of the world. There is no hot shoe on here, and a lot of people have complained about that. If you want to use an external flash or if you want to do video on here and maybe mount a microphone or something to the camera, you're not going to be able to because you don't have a hot shoe. Uh, for me, it's not the end of the world. I use I always use my lav mic, and I use an external recorder, and I sync the two up uh, in Final Cut later, so it's not a big deal. It worked fine for me, but that may be an issue for some people. Uh, just having that missing um, could be a little bit of a drag. Um, I want to talk about video for just a second on here because one of the things that's very impressive um, is what they've introduced on here, which is a new codec. And so if I go in here and you pop over here to your file format, uh, Sony have introduced this XAVC format. So you have the choice of MP4, AVC HD, which, eh, or you have XAVCS, which allows you to shoot at a much higher data rate. Specifically, that is 50 megabits a second, which is very cool. So if we go back into the menu here and I go over to my record setting now, um, I can shoot, sorry, I can shoot 24p, 30p, 60p, or even 120p. So if you want to overcrank and use that footage to do slow motion later, you certainly have that option with a lot of a lot of different cool stuff in there. I like to shoot at 24p. It gives you that cinematic look. Um, so I mainly shoot there a lot. Um, and you don't normally have that option in any point and shoot that I've seen. Uh, there's a couple that do have the option, but most of them do not. So it's really nice that, that the video was so well thought out in this camera because there are times where you want to just be out and about on the go and shoot some B-roll or something quick. And 
this is the perfect camera for that. If I'm doing a full interview, yeah, I'm going to bring a bigger video camera. I'll bring my, my, uh, my, one, my FS100 or something like that. I'm not going to worry about this. But for what this is, again, being a compact, actually, I don't even have the XVAC format on my nicer camera. So it's really cool that they included this. So anyway, hats off to Sony for doing that. Um, it's, it's, it's quite amazing. One thing about this, and one of the things that I like about this, and I've been so impressed with this camera, I actually think that you know it's it's not the cheapest camera you're going to find in the compact range. In fact, it's the opposite. It's probably the most expensive. These go for about $800. And if you get any accessories or anything, it's going to add to that cost. However, if you think about this camera and that it probably competes with some of the lower-end DSLRs, I think, not even in terms of image quality. I think the image quality is better on here than it is in some of the lower-range DSLRs. But I see a lot of people, and I have a lot of people ask me about it, and they're, they want to get into the market of a DSLR because they're trying to upgrade to a nicer camera. And I, I I think that actually this is something to consider if you're in that market. I mean, if you need interchangeable lenses and you have a need for other things on there um, that specifically are to a DSLR, then, then this doesn't knock that out. But I think if you're just wanting something that's gonna do great image quality, I love the fact that this isn't as bulky as a DSLR. It's really easy to carry around and just makes a lot of sense. Um, another note on here, the image stabilization is excellent. You're gonna need that particularly on video or if you're shooting in low light um, uh, with stills, you know, just the nature of the camera being this small, any little shake is gonna pick up and the image stabilization in here is excellent. In fact, in video mode, you have several choices. I have what they call intelligent active set in, uh, set, uh, dialed in, set it, dialed in. Uh, if I go down here, you go down to steady shot or yeah so I'm gonna go for video um, you have options for turning it off standard active or what they call intelligent active does an excellent job it's very very impressive so that's one thing that's really nice about this um, so the only thing that I would complain about about this camera is this uh, this is not what I would call a beach camera and part of this is just my own thinking and mindset because I bought it with my own money and I spent a lot on it. I would not take it to the beach where I could get sand in it. I would not take it outside if it were raining. I'd probably be less inclined. You know, so it's, it, I don't feel like, I, I feel like I have to take care of it and that's because of that price point. And you know, it's one of the reasons why something like this old Canon that I've got, I mean, I spent $80 on this used and so I still keep this around. This is my junker camera. So if I, if I am, I'm, I'm afraid that you know, I'm in a situation where, you know, much like the beach or heavy rain or something like that, I, you know, and it's just because of the price point on this. I feel like if something happened to it, it would be expensive to replace. And that's the only serious complaint I have about this camera. I think it fares pretty well. So anyway, um, that's what we're looking at. And uh, I really recommend if you're in the market for a point and shoot or you want to upgrade what you've got, uh, checking this out. So that's the layout of the Sony RX100 Mark III, and it's very impressive. I also did some just informal tests with, with noise uh, in terms of ISO performance. And if you check these out, you know, I know that, that noise is always kind of dependent on the situation, uh, particularly with stills. Certain photographs will mask it better than others, just depending on what you're shooting and what the contrast is like. But I noticed that this camera holds up pretty well. Uh, you can get up to 3200 without a whole lot of trouble at all. Once you go up to 6400, you're gonna start to introduce some noise into the picture and it will become very situational. It lets you push it all the way to 12,800, which is very cool that it lets you do that, but it does get pretty noisy at that level. Um, for the most part though, I think that the image processor that Sony uses does a really good job at reducing a lot of noise and keeping that to a bare minimum. So it's really nice. Um, like I said, when I was up in New York, I was able to do a lot of footage, just walking around on the street, being able to shoot, always have it with me and it fires up pretty quick and I've had no trouble with it at all. And I really like what I've seen on here. So anyway, that is the RX 100. 
Mark III. If you guys enjoyed this video, remember to like it and share it with your friends. And as always, subscribe to The Art of Photography for more videos because we do a ton of stuff on this channel. I think this week we put up like three videos so far. So I'm doing a lot of work these days and I want to share it with you guys to so subscribe so you can get in on all the action. As always, thank you again for watching. This has been The Art of Photography. I'll see you in the next episode. Later.